Vulnerability number whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> pre- brought to you today by the word moist. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I've never, I've never actually done anything sponsored by moist before. I, just, I mean, I just really like well, how dirty. I, I really like how dirty that word sounds, and like it kind of creeps people out when you say it in the right way. I'm crapped out. Have you ever watched? <laughs> um, have you watched uh, Dead Like Me? Yeah. You know how like her mother like had the big problem with the word moist. Exactly. Like I met, I I've, I've recently met another person that like it freaks him out. So, you know that now became like the prime word in my vocabulary. Every time we talked, I was like, moist. God, it's awfully moist out here in Michigan. <laughs> so is that the girlfriend's mom that has a problem with with the word moist? Uh, no, no, no. And no. she's my fiance now. Come on. Get your yeah. get your French right. But but until you're married, she's still also your girlfriend. Yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> I don't know. Girlfriends give up anal, usually fiancés don't. Oh. <laughs> you're just not getting you're not you're not getting her drunk enough then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Although you know what happens when she gets drunk, she just lays down. She tries to steal your passes out. Or she tries to steal your car. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Dude, I can't. What's up with that? What's up with her stealing my car when we get loaded? I don't know. You should probably take the key away from her. Dude, she's she's got like the ultimate se skills. She's like, I'm gonna go to your car and sleep. Like two minutes later, she's outside in the in the like parking lot, looking at me like, oh shit, he knows I'm stealing his car. Yeah, in in the driver's seat. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything, honey. I was just waiting for you. <laughs> get out of the fucking car, dude. That's starting to happen to like a regular. Maybe, maybe I should learn from that. You know? Like I said, don't give her the clicker. Don't, don't give her a key. Just... Well, I forgot she had like a key to the car. That's why I tried to like mitigate the threat by, you know, giving her only my clicker. And then we show up, and there she is, passed out in the front seat with the key in the ignition. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and she was loaded that <laughs> night. You tried to mitigate a threat though without proper without proper processes involved. That's your problem. Yeah, yeah. I, it was. I, I just. I did the old firewall fix. I'm like, that's cool. The firewall will fix it. But you forgot about the back door. It's good. Oh God. That's, that's, <laughs> there's kids on this beach, dude. I can't. I can't go there. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Chris is currently in in the, right outside of Detroit. Right, like two hours outside of Detroit. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually beach. like on the beach of Port Huron, or just outside. It's like I don't know Lakeview or something, Lakeview State Park. Yeah, I saw your this picture. This is a big ass lake, bro. This is a big mf lake. Well, it's isn't that one of the Great Lakes? What's that? Isn't that one of the? Aren't you on one of the Great Lakes? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, it's so, so it's appropriately fucking like named. Ocean. Yeah, yeah, they weren't playing. Yeah, I gotta admit, I I realized after you called me this morning, I realized I probably had like, the, I've I I got to have a dream realized that's probably held by every little boy out there listening to this podcast. I got a phone call that woke me up like from the Chris Nickerson. Oh fuck! <laughs> not, it's it's the get that shit right. <laughs> well, then stop changing it. It's you know it's a temperature and moisture thing. I mean it's so it's not moist no, it's, it's not it's not moist enough to be if it's not moist enough it goes from the to the or the to the depending on relative level of moistness. 
So, so it's not just us uh, on this thing right now. We have people. On, we have people on with us that are like, "Come on, guys, fucking already." <laughs> They're like, "Shut the fuck up." I called in for this. Yeah. So you, uh-huh. so you, gotcha. <laughs> you thought you were good at SE. I got you on a show where I could just hear and talk about fucking moisture, and you just wait on the line. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> So, so do you all right, get- so this is this is the official SE gangbang. Um, so we'll we'll let you all introduce yourselves by whatever names, handle, or like Fukaki trade name you have. <laughs> well, I don't have one of those yet. We're working well, on it. Time- we're we're working Damn. on it. Yeah. <laughs> we got the number to call, bro. We got it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. I'll uh, I'll hold off on that. <laughs> Can make fifty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Come on. Okay, you can get the ultimate exotic liability <clears throat> rikake roll. We're gonna have to make a shirt next time with them that involves the rikake hot, the bukake hotline. But I'll just see Rick Ashley cover the toe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All sorry. right. So we should um, probably actually introduce. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> edit. Edit. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I tried that last time. Yeah, so we already got one. we already got one of them in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we got our crew here. Um, Chris or Logan WHD is unknown online. You guys want to introduce yourselves, Jim, Maddie, um, Matty, Mutz, Jim, and uh, go by Elwood. Go by Elwood. Blue, blue, nice yeah, very short reference. and precise introductions. Yeah, that was. There was, <laughs> so much infor- there was so much information with the introductions that I think your listeners are probably overwhelmed. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, sure they're all probably going they're used to this right now. And they're all going, yeah. what? Well, who the fuck are these guys? So, yeah. so you guys have a website that is about to be released, or or at this point is is released for about the two days, right? Yep, yep, just about two days old. Social dash engineer dot org site. It's uh, basically centered around social engineering, which we think, and I think uh, from our conversations, Chris, you probably feel the same way. Social engineering got a bad name, got a bad rap in the in the market. You know, it's uh, a lot of people you do research online. You know, you get all the videos that are like free pizzas, free chicks, free coffee, whatever, which is an aspect of it. But people think have a real bad, yeah, free jail time, yeah. So we, uh, you know, we decided that we wanted to compile like years of experience of people like yourself, but not just that. It's social engineering covers a lot of aspects of life. You know, doctors, lawyers, regular everyday people. So we have a compilation of a ton of contributors, a ton of people in the community came out of the woodwork to help with this project. And we have a compilation of uh, URLs. Um, you know, web pages and then writing and new new tactics and tricks into the trade uh, from every walk of life. Like I said, doctors, lawyers, pen testers, social engineers that do it for a living, all writing about different parts and different aspects of social engineering and putting that all in a framework that's similar to the pen testers framework, but basically centered all around every aspect of social engineering. So, yeah, and, and that's what I thought was, was kind of so cool about it was that um, as as I was looking over the framework that you guys had, it's it's much like kind of that pentest.co.uk assessment framework, right? 
There's, yeah. there's all these different levels, and each one of the levels, there's some specific technology that you can use in each one of those levels to accomplish the goal. And, and I think that, that it's something that's like hugely, hugely needed in this community where yeah. people pray to the God of Kevin Mitnick who can suck my balls because he's a fucking retard when it comes to actually doing any of this work. He's just lucky. Um, I, 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 Tell us how you really whatever. feel. <laughs> I would. They're, they're the, secretly the lovers. FCC would start taking over podcasts. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, I, so I, I, I appreciate the fact that you guys are, are looking at it in the depth in which it, it really is. You know, I, I kind of tell people all the time, like, look, you know, you can have an entire SE track at a conference, and they're like, what? You know, they, they don't understand that. Like, they're like, what do you mean? You're going to teach people 15 classes on how to ask for a password? Were you going to do it in different languages? Right, you know, like, right. And like, no, like, like we can talk just about relationship building for fifteen conferences, you know? exactly. And and they uh, and they don't get that. So that's that's one of the things that I'm the reason I wanted to contribute to the project, and and I'm I really thank all of you guys for for allowing me to, is that, you know, I get to contribute to something that's that actually has some depth and growth to it, opposed to the here's you know here's the cool trick to get a girl in bed. I mean, aside from, you know, a roofie. Which Dude, where, where did you ever find trick? that trick? I, I missed it. <laughs> you know, Maddie, I think, Maddie, Maddie, I think, I think, uh, you know, Mrs. Maddie might be listening to this later on. <laughs> hey, hey, just, just because she's going to find out how she became Mrs. Maddie, this is my problem. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, if there's a Mrs. Well saved, well saved, well saved. <laughs> if there's a Mrs., it had to work at least once. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, really? You want another drink? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that's how Mrs. Maddie got him. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. I got had like that in Paris. Yeah, yeah, you did. I, yeah, dude. Jeff, Jeff, and I got roofied by a bartender. Ouch! And it was, oh, it was hysterical. I was, you know. I've recreational done enough things to my body that I know when it's not in a state of just alcohol. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, gotta go. She's like, why? I'm like, feel really weird. Gotta go. And as we're walking outside, her legs just totally gave out. And she's just like laying in the street in the middle of like, Andesmont 15 in Paris. And we're like, I'm like dragging her through cobblestone tr- streets as, as she's passing out, like, and falling into the Louvre. <laughs> It was wow. it was a very interesting night. <laughs> Sounds it. So so obviously I got SE'd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Chris, you brought it up a minute ago, and, and that's why I'm actually looking forward to the website, you know, opening up. Um, people don't realize just how involved social engineering. It's not just lying. It's not just making a phone call. Like it's almost like being basically a con artist at, some, at, at certain levels. Let me let me let me in, interrupt here for a sec. Um, actually, this is an interesting topic because right t- right today we had someone come into our IRC channel, mm-hmm. and they were saying, um, "So so what's all this channel about? What what is this all about?" And and you know we we started explaining the concept to him, and then he said something interesting. He said, "Social engineering is is very simple to me. There's one rule that you have to follow." And um, and Chris asked him, "What's that?" And he says, "You just have to believe in your lie." Right. Um, 
And, and that is true. That is true to an extent. But that is just a, a very, very small part, um, you know, a minuscule part of social engineering. You can believe in your own lie and still not succeed because you failed in other you know, important aspects of, of the whole process. Um, so there's much more in, into it than, than just be, being a good liar. Yeah, I mean, you think well, about... I'm oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm awake. So some of the, you know, some of the con contributing writers, like, like even yourself, Nickerson, that article you wrote on communication models, there's eight pages there on developing a proper communication model. That is not just believing in a lie. I mean, really pulling off a great social engineer would be involved in, in the preparation ahead of time is more than just coming up with, I'm a pizza delivery guy, and I believe I'm a pizza delivery guy, and I get it in the front door. You know, a, true, a really true great social engineer is going to have so much preparation, and it's going to change. Every vector can change. What company are you dealing with? You know, what, what do you look like? What's your, what kind of attack vectors are realistic for you? I don't care what I do. I'm never going to be able to play a 23-year-old British female. <laughs> well, I mean, just, you, it's never going to happen. Depends on what, who your audience is. No, it's never going to happen. I'm you sorry. might be able to do it to like Ray Charles. No, I could go to like the Helen Keller School, and it still would not work, man. Now, Maddie, on the other hand, no, just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, it's those implants, man. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I, I kind of take one of those hard lines on that response of you have to believe in your own lie. That believing in your own lie is not even close to enough because you have to be your own lie. And unless you are, the people who are really good will just go, you're full of shit. Or, you know, you'll get to that point of, you know, you, you go back to that kind of uh, thin slicing, quick slicing concept, right? Mm -hmm. and, and talk about some of those things. The people who are listening to their ability to thin slice and quick slice will look at you and go, you know what, there's something shady about this person because you're not your lie. You are believing in your lie, and it's easy to find the indicators of somebody subscribing to a belief or being. Yeah, you and I had this conversation on the phone, Chris, uh, yeah. and I agree with that. I agree with that because if you're going to play a part, it's, it's more than just like for that five minutes, you are that person. You have to, you have to be in, so involved. You have to know so much. So much research has to be involved that when you, when you speak, when you act, when you walk, it is that individual, that role that you're playing. Yeah, I agree yeah, with and that. There's, and there's like so much, you know, when, when you look at, at social engineering from that aspect, I mean, I, I always start any of the SC speeches that I have, like with the Oxford de definition of social and the Oxford definition of engineering. And, you know, I'm like, okay, well, all of you people who don't understand this as a methodical and scientific construct for building a system or a mechanical enterprise with, within this, like, y you fail, like, you don't know what you're doing. Right. Right. And if, unless you have that, it's, it's not, it's not engineering, it's bullshitting. And, and unfortunately or fortunately, you know, people have gotten away with selling bullshitting for a long time, but I, I think it's time for, you know, those people who are, you know, doing that and want to keep doing it to start learning some of the engineering process and not just be social. Yeah, and I think that also lends itself to companies that are trying to protect themselves against malicious social engineering attacks. They, the, some of the training videos that we've seen out there really are, are, are lame. You know, they try to teach their employees how to spot the really shoddy liar but not right. someone who's, who's done enough research and preparation to really plan a full-out attack against that company. You know, yeah, that, exactly. 
as an they example, they don't have that, that preparation there. Sorry, go ahead. As, as an example of that, look, look at how much uh, training for against phishing attacks relies upon common misspellings or bad grammar, bad English within the within the document. Right. If you if you have a structured uh, social engineering attack con- being taken place, those those common errors aren't going to be there. And if that's all you're depending right. on to identify it, you're out of luck. Well, and well you, I, yeah, I mean, go, go ahead, Chris. No, I, I was just gonna say, look at like the janky bullshit social engineering attempts or client side attempts that most consultants do. It's like you get this like weak ass form email that tells you to click on a link that's all text instead of like branding it and doing research to see how that company sends messages to its employees and copying and mimicking every single piece of that mm-hmm. and and even hitting the same tone i mean like we we just did a uh, we just did an assessment where we used we we researched forever on their marketing material right and it was this kind of midwest sort of you know, rural, rural type area that was, that was kind of hip. So they had that same type of message of like, well, you know, big stores, they treat you like a number, you know, people like us, you know, we, we get you a cup of coffee and give you a back rub. You know, how about that for service? You can't do that with a number. And so, you know, we, we took that same idea in their marketing because they, they had like marketing sheets like that. And we made a new marketing sheet that was, you know, hey, while you're firing up the grill, we're heating up the rates, you know, come on down to the store, you know, how's that for a day off? And and it was hysterical because we got the president of the organization, the person who <laughs> issues these marketing messages, we got him. That's great. You know, and, and that's that's where it makes the difference is, is when you do your homework. And, and Ryan and I got into this, like, super fire back and forth, email war slash oh. conversation <laughs> slash I don't even know. It was, it was over the instant messenger when we were talking on Monday or Tuesday? Yeah. About, about pen testing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we got we got into a conversation about, about that, about how, you know, uh, he and I have some differing slash the same beliefs on, on, on some of the things in the process, but I think one of the main things that people miss in general is intelligence and recon as its own very distinct step. And without proper intelligence and proper recon, you're you're kind of screwed. Yeah, in in that in that argument, you were basically going at a lot lower level of description than I was cuz what you said later, I'm like, well, yeah, that's part of this phase and that's you know, like we were saying the same thing, just talking at different levels. Right. Um but you know, I mean and I, and I absolutely agree, like if you're not doing proper intel, I don't care what kind of test you're doing, like you should be doing you know the checks to see. Hey, let's let's do a Google check and see who's linking to the images from the site. I mean, you remember that pen test I did where I'm like, oh, I have no findings on the company, but right. I also found out there's a company in China that you know wrote a website looks just like theirs and is pulling the images from their site every time. And then the client's right. like, oh, uh, okay, and they go to it and they start you know firing off legal letters, which I don't know what the end result was, but they had no idea. And it, it like, took oh, it took I like. Well, yeah, but it was, took like what three seconds to issue a Google command to find you know who was linking to the domain, right? And then just kind of scrolling through it and clicking on pages and going, "Oh, look, that that one looks just like this one, like same color scheme, same picture, same everything." You look at the source code, and they're actually pulling the images from the from from my customer. <laughs> there, there, there's no reason shit like that shouldn't be found in, in, a, in a pen test. I realize there's a lot of 
time restrictions based on you know how much the client's willing to pay and all that. But but again, that's three seconds. Kind of like every every pen test, you should try transferring. A, you should be using uh, DNS you know uh, queries to try and do zone transfers and see if you can just guess at domain names. There's plenty of tools out there that do it. The fact that no one does it is just shoddy work. I, I think that that lends perfectly to this, right? Is is that I think that the idea of recon intelligence and attack planning in SE for most of the people that I ever talk to is non-existent. I agree. I mean, it is, and it's disgusting. I mean, like that pisses me off. That that's what kind of gets me into fights with people about it. Is like, what what part of process are you using in this? Is it the you know like the old freaking get paid bullshit somebody and then just tell them that I suck at my job? Like, is that is that what the, like, the service you provide? Yeah, and I think that's what we've been finding. Like like Maddie said, we have our own IRC channel set up for the site, social-engineer on uh, on Freenode. And people are coming in, and we're getting a lot of that. Like, I've been a pen tester for, you know, X amount of years, and all I ever do is, you know, send out this email that says this, and and it works every time. And I'm like, okay, maybe it does. I'm surprised if that's really the truth. You know, that that's something that, that, that simplistic works every time because there's just so much more involved in it. And we get, and we, like I said, we have people coming from all different walks of life saying, hey, I use an aspect of social engineering in my job. And this guy's a, uh, we have, we have people in the medical field. We have people in the legal right. field. We have people in the military. We have people in law enforcement. We have penetration testers. We have actual so- social engineers. And then we have like hit guys and gals who are just in college that are studying um, social economics and, and are interested in this. And each right. one of them is putting their own spin on it and seeing how these tactics and techniques can really be used in, in everyday life. You know, we're, we're focusing, of course, now here on the penetration testing part of it. But it's amazing how things like the NLP sections or, or communication modeling, that thing you wrote, Nickerson, that, that, that's great for everything. Forget it's just about social engineering. That's great just building yeah. relationships with people. You know, just, just well, learning yeah, how to I communicate mean- with people. No, absolutely. I mean, this this stuff, you know, you look at the, the core of where some of the technology came from, and the bulk of it is from the helping sciences. It's from psychotherapy or conjoint family therapy or things like NLP that were built and developed to strengthen people, you know, strengthen people's interpersonal relationships and their communication abilities and skills to help them, you know, help them out with things. Yeah. And And I think that it's cool that, I mean, you know, the same thing with opening address to the Internet. Like, the initial thought was, like, okay, great, you know, let's use this to help people get interconnected and use them to help each other, and, you know, so then we can share data. But it's, it's really good that we're starting, you know, you guys are building this site, and we're starting to look at this thing like, all right, how do we use all of these technologies offensively? Yeah. Because if we figure out the offense, we can provide better defense. And, and now I think that it's, it's right time to start, actually making some offensive techniques opposed to just kind of, you know, like you, you had said about, you know, oh, well, I, I sent, you know, this guy says he sends this email and it works every time. Well, yeah, I mean, you can walk up in a bar and ask a million girls, like, hey, you want to go home and fuck? And it'll probably work. Once and again, I don't know where you hang out. But... aggregate? Yeah. <laughs> where does he hang out? I don't know. Come, come to Denver, I'll Whatever, show you. Whatever, dude. If you try it. You ask 400 girls in one time, if you want to go home and fuck, you'll get one. Oh, my Lord. 
Well, that's consistent. And, and, <laughs> and what is and what does that mean? What does that mean? That just that means it works every time. Well, it, yeah, sure, it works every time. But that doesn't mean it's like a good method to do it. <laughs> it's not. It's well, not the most talented method. Well, and honestly, if you are if if you got if you're just doing the same email every fucking time and it works every fucking then be creative and do something to keep yourself entertained. Yeah. I mean, well, otherwise, you're gonna get bored. I think Don't that's kind so boring. You know, what's what's interesting, I think, about some of the people that have come out of the community uh, for this is um, we've had people that are just offering to help with more than even the writing. Like we have a whole different, uh, we have a bunch of different sections on the website. Like we have our resources page, which is going to have uh, videos, like how-to kind of stuff, you know, like different tools that we have that are going to be used. We have a guy building, um, David Kennedy, building like a social engineer toolkit. It's like going to tie right into Metasploit nice. and help automate a bunch of these things. Um, Maltigo, the Perturva guys, which are just awesome. I mean, you know, information gathering is just so much easier when you use when you use Maltigo. Uh, they have a right. new product, Mesh. I don't know if you guys heard of that yet. Uh, yep. The Mesh product ties right into your web browser. They're they're we're working with them actually on kind of tweaking that more of a social engineering venue in that Mesh product, so it pulls up things like phone numbers, names, you know, all the all the different social sites that are tied to people's names. So we're going to feature that there, too. Just a lot of people came out of the woodwork and said the same thing that you just said, Ryan, that it's like time. Well, time here in the market for this to start happening. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Um, so I do have one question for you guys, and I'm not sure if maybe it's too early to tell yet, but have you guys gotten any shit yet from people saying, like, you're just teaching people how to be con artists or you're just teaching people how to fucking steal things? Well, we had a couple of people come on the IRC channel, and they were concerned Um they were concerned about our methodology and what kind of things we were going to release. And, and rightfully so, because there is some information that, that in a certain light can be used. But we say to them, and what we've explained to them, is this is our goal. Our goal here is to help develop a framework to help people be offensive about it right. and to learn what's available out there. And if it, can be, if it can enhance pen testers and if it can enhance people who do this for a living, great. And we're sure there's people out there that can use this information for malicious purposes. But we do things like um, just recently we had a really great article written on mimicking a delivery person. Mm -hmm. And we found a whole right. bunch of URLs where you can actually purchase United States Postal Service uniforms. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and we decided to not post that. You know, to kind of leave those right. URLs out, but to say that they're out there. Right. Because there is right. actually, even, even in a pen test, there's actually no avenue where we would be able to do that because it's a federal offense. No, absolutely. Even, right. a, even you know, in a fully legal pen test, you pay us to come and, and do social engineering. It doesn't matter. We can't do that because we get caught. We're still ended up in jail for 10 years. Exactly. So we cannot, right, even you though. Can't, you can't wear a shirt that says meter reader. Right. <laughs> you can't, that's not a federal, not a federal job. The only thing that gets you jail time is anything that's a federal impersonation. Well, it's, it's the same thing when, when everybody's starting to, you know, try the whole, I'm going to pose as a cop thing. You, you go online, right. there's plenty of sites that have fucking, you can you can buy a badge. Oh, yeah. And, it, you know, it's fucking real, and you can get it shipped to your house in, like, you know, a week. And but, you go to hey, eBay. We can to Jeff. <laughs> yeah. You go to eBay, you can find, like, actual police, un police selling their old uniforms. Yeah. You know, find a guy in your size, and there you go. You're, you know, a Chicago LPD or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and... It's called Thrift Store. Yeah, I mean, on top of that, walking to any Goodwill or, or you know... Right. Um, 
So, so when, decide to like take those things out. Just if if they're illegal all the time, mm-hmm. and there's no avenue that they can be used at all legally, then we haven't posted them. And then some of these guys who came in and were animate that we were doing all this terrible stuff, they ended up contributing, being part of our contributor list in the end because they see that mm-hmm. the way we're trying to organize this is we really are on the up and up and trying to educate people and help the community more than just promoting a bunch of you know script kitties. Well, yeah, and on top of that, I mean, if if you're exposing, if if you're educating people on on how things can be done, then they're going to be aware, at least aware, even if they're not doing social engineering themselves, they're they're going to be at least aware of what the tactic would be, and maybe be able to identify it later on, you know, help themselves. That's what we're hoping for, yeah. and I'm sure there'll be more. I'm sure, like as the site gets more uh, popular and people start coming, that there'll be more people wondering if the things that we're putting out there are with malicious intent, but right. we hope that we can combat that with some of the things we just talked about. Yeah, well, it's kind of like you know, kind of like when key bumping came out, right? It's been yeah. I, Locksmiths have known about it for fucking decades, and it's worked forever, but it, until it got publicly, you know, talked about and, and shown at DEF CON and all those different places, no one was going to bother fixing it because they thought it was, you know, a, a cheap trick that people, you know, certain people knew about, and they were going to only do it for illegal purposes. But now you actually start, now that it's gotten so popular and everybody knows about it, and you've got local news stations going, look what we can do. Um, you know, companies have actually started coming out with, like, bumpless, you know, you can't you can't bump lock type thing. Yeah, they did it here, actually. Even in the little tiny towns that we live in, they I had a news report on our local news about key bumping. Yeah. And, and they showed some local 13-year-old kid with bump keys getting into into houses, you know, like it's a demo. And I'm like, you know, I don't know how you know, that was a, kind of a little weird to see that on the on the local news. Yeah, they they had a they, they had a story like that in Denver here too. They're like, watch a weekend. It was actually like one of the reporters with with, <laughs> with a bump key and a rubber you know little rubber hammer thing and yep. tap tap tap, tap click and and the the reporter's like, oh my god, like it had, they had never done it before. Right. You could tell by their reaction, like that they might have seen it, but they had never done it themselves. That's perfect. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, if you're if you're gonna expose how people, you know, you're you're obviously trying to educate people on how to do it, but at the same time, these these methods and whatnot are coming out, so people that aren't necessarily using it for their job will at least be able to help protect themselves or maybe even their companies by being able to identify these things. Yeah, and I think people will you know, be able to refer to it, like like we do with the pen testers framework. People will be able to refer right. to this, like guys, you know, guys like us that do this for a living. Yourself, you guys, we, we can refer to this and say, hey, like here's a methodology we can use, or here's some ideas maybe we didn't think about before, and and then that will enhance the community to an extent that where maybe there'll be some education out there for people to to watch out for some of these avenues that I think, I mean, technology is always changing. Someone said the other day, I thought it was, it was pretty good that they were messing with, um, with a buffer overflow and, you know, and they were just, they released it, they released the exploit. And then like a couple months later it was patched and all their, all their fame and glory were gone, you know, after that <laughs> month. And, you know, it was just sitting on millworm in the archives and, and that's great. But they said, then they're looking at the social engineering attack Mm-hmm. that they found this article in 1960-something. This guy, the psychologist, had wrote this article, and he had something that was very similar to this research that he just found that was, like, to him, brand new. And he's like, this was here, in the, and it was still working. You know, it's still working. This NLP so it was still working from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, and it's the same exact thing. It never changes. Yeah. But people right. haven't gotten any smarter about it. 
you know they haven't they haven't sat back and said heck this has been around for 50 60 years i should probably do something about this they're still getting tricked by the same things but you know it's funny well, yeah, uh, I, go ahead chris I, I i think that you know back to the malicious or not hold on it decided to get windy um yeah but <laughs> back to the you know malicious or not type comment um i i, I gave a little bit more in-depth speech this year than I, I have uh, in a real long time on some of this stuff and talking about, you know, I called it in-person ate my security because, you know, I can impersonate things and do mirroring and build relationships and do things like that. And it does it eat your security, right? Like you can't, you can't defend against that for the most part when, when you're doing those things, you will, excuse me, you can then defend against it, but it's, easily 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 the the most vulnerable thing uh, because there aren't a lot of defense training out there and people don't know the offense well enough to identify it but so i i gave a speech in the sky talks which i was really surprised that anyone showed up for um and, and it was great and and i had a lot of fun and we talked about all sorts of really neat kind of modeling and and some mirroring stuff and some reframing stuff and you know some of the communications modeling stuff and it was all in the context of doing it and testing and using it for red team testing and, and various other methods that are relevant to the conference itself. But I got, I mean, I got the, the most flattering, best comment I've ever gotten in my entire career after that speech because some dude came up to me and gave me a hug and said, had I known this stuff, I probably would have still been married. I do remember that. And I was... I was like, I went from like happy in my hacker conference mode to like, damn, dude, like, wow, yeah. really? And yeah, he just used deadpan about it, and it was huge. I mean, I was like, that rocked my world. That someone yeah. listened to those types of things and and said something as powerful as that, and asking about where he could read on some of that stuff and how he could learn more about it, so that something like that wouldn't happen to him again and he could use it to the benefit of his entire life like that's a heavy thing to hear after you give a speech to what you think in the audience is you know a bunch of hackers talking about you know aka hacker stuff right not to say that i subscribe that it is hacker stuff but you know that's the context in which you which you have to frame it right and and just having that come out of it like it, it damn near made me fall over you, you know chris yeah, that would Okay. That would be a nice, nice compliment, nice pat on the back there. Well, yeah, it's funny, Chris. Yeah. You and I have heard it. I don't know how many times when we're you know, like, so, so, what do you guys do? You know, like you and I'll be hanging out in a bar, and people start talking. What do you do? Oh, we're we're computer security guys, or we're consultants, or you know. So, what does that mean? Oh, uh, well, you know, we do this, we do that. We start talking about all the different things we do, and it gets to the social engineering part, and they're like, I don't know how you guys. I would love to know how you guys do that. And <laughs> people don't seem right. to realize, like, you you were a kid at one point. You did it. You know, when you go to your mom and you're like, hey, mom, can I go stay at so-and-so's house? And she says no. So you go to your dad because you know he'll say yes. And at the same time, you can just say, well, dad said it's okay. I mean, like the whole manipulation part of it. People people at least have the basic idea behind it when they're kids. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Elwood and I were just talking about that out in Vegas at, at DEF CON about some of the different aspects of social engineering and how – um, even just exactly what you just said, I won't reiterate it. But you know, like even as little kids, we have learned the concepts. We might not know what it's called, right? But we have learned the concepts of getting what the heck we want any way possible. And, and then we get socialized as we grow up, and we we kind of lose that ability. We lose that ability to 
to do that as we get older. Some of us do. Some of us end up making it a profession. <laughs> yeah, well, if you if you go out at, at Vegas and you walk down the strip there, how many people are there that are relying on social aspects of social engineering to live their life to to get an income, but they don't necessarily even realize that that is exactly what they're doing. Oh yeah, the whole city's based around social engineering. <laughs> <laughs> The, ci- the city is designed to be nothing but a giant social engineer. You can't, you know, you can't walk through the casino without, without, or you can't walk to your hotel room without going through the casino. You can't see any sun. You, there's no clocks. You know, you've got this whole image of being in, I don't know, Egypt or, you know, old old medieval times. Anything they can do to keep you in that place and spend money, they'll do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. This, it's one of those, you know, tr- traditional manipulation models, right? And roll something well, and, and the other aspect of that is, yeah. The other aspect of that is, there's a lot to learn from from those those other areas that may not be getting the attention. You know what? What? Oh, yeah. We we can look at those and, and these people that are relying on on their aspects of social engineering for income. There's there's techniques, there's processes, there's tricks that they're utilizing that we're we're not aware of, and we should steal from them. Oh, absolutely. Go. Yeah. I, mean, I would love for. I mean, maybe that's something that I could actually help you guys with on the site. Um, you know, to do some actual research on the old con, the the old school like well known con artists and how they got away with their shit. Well, then you know that would be great. I tell you. Um, speaking of of helping out, that you know, that was like a perfect lead in, almost like we had planned that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the 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 way that this site is growing is by the community. Our the community support has been great. Like, I don't want everyone to think that it's just, you know, Maddie and, and Jim and I. It, the community response from this has been phenomenal. And we have so many people coming out of the woodwork offering help and doing research, doing writing, helping with making tools. We have a podcast that's going on that's helping with that, that, like, your offer there. You want to do work on that? We got, we have actually have a whole section devoted to con men. Nice. And it's pretty, pretty weak right now. I'll send you a link to that so you can actually take a look at what's there. Yeah, that'd be cool. If you want to add to that, that's that's perfect. But if there's anyone else out there that feels that they have something to contribute to the community, we're encouraging them to check us on the IRC channel or email us or come to the site and get a hold of us. And, and if they want to contribute, we're, we're I think this site's going to grow. It's never going to stop. It's not going to be like one day we go, hey, it's done. Okay, let's you know let's put a let's put a flag up. It's I think it's going to continually grow and change. Well, and that's great. It well, comes, you know, yeah, comes I mean, out like have, a living organism. Yeah, yeah. We have, have like, hundred thousand like years to draw from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be great. Yeah, Ryan, I'll send you that link, and if you want to take a look at that, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, I would. I'd love to do that because that's something. That, that's just something that I've always, I've, I've always liked reading criminal history stuff, and that's something that I've, an area of it that I've always focused on is like the old school con artists, how they, you know, how they got away with it, did they get away with it, what they did, and. There's some really good books out there on the subject, but I've I've read a couple of them. And I'd really like to kind of sit down and write, maybe write some papers on. Here's a quick summary of how this guy pulled it off, what worked, what didn't work. That would be awesome. I found a, an article on a guy who actually conned um, Capone, Al Capone. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, and and it was like I I couldn't I couldn't believe it when I was reading this. Um, Victor Victor Lustig. It was like this guy, he was nicknamed the man who sold the Eiffel Tower because he, oh, he actually yeah. had had sold the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. um, not in real life, but he convinced someone to buy it. 
and and, <laughs> and then he actually took that SE a little bit further, and he convinced Al Capone to invest fifty grand in him, and he would basically come back with a return. So he stored the money in a vault. Two months later, he stated the deal fell through, but he gave the fifty grand back, and Al Capone was so impressed that he gave him money as part of his effort. And he kept the scam going on and on and just kept taking money from the guy. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap, you got some serious kahunas if you're going to go and actually S.E. Al Capone. You know? uh, yeah. And, all, and, all, and, you know, all you're really doing is paying respect to the guy. Right. Like knowing fully well that by showing respect, you're going to get something out of it. Right. And 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 it was and that's that's what I mean on this comment page. There's some great examples there, and if you have anything to add to that, some things we can learn just from an and again not from a malicious standpoint, but just things we can learn as a as an SE in a professional setting. What this guy did, it took some serious guts, and there's a lot of things that we can learn from that, even in interpersonal relationships. And it's pretty cool. There's a lot of people that are, are still falling for these same sort of scams, the same sort of cons, and we, we, we're in contact with a, a lot of different law enforcement. One of the most interesting things to me that, that I hear law enforcement talk about is, is the mentality of the victim afterwards and how even after they're victimized, oftentimes they don't necessarily even realize it. They, they're still defending their actions. They, they still think that they did right. Yeah. And what what a, a completely thorough SE job at that point, that even in the face of evidence, they're still unwilling to believe it. Well, who's the guy now? Well, Madoff? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, the, Madoff? The big pon- I mean, Ponzi scheme guy? Yeah, the, pon- the Ponzi scheme guy. I mean, that, what an effective, I mean, terrible. I mean, how many people he took for, for millions of dollars. But I think I was reading the guy didn't even, he's like Scott Off. He's free. Yeah. 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 Well, he's and, free. I mean, and it's not like a po- it's not like a Ponzi scheme is a new fucking trick. I mean, right. how, how long has that been around? It's been around forever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Unbelievable. Well, no, I I think it's so it's it's so cool to look at these things from from that level opposed to kind of the level that I think people have been looking at. It's 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 kind of like the the bridge of that era of you know, somewhere probably stuck between the 80s and 90s when people said, yeah, I can get into this system, to, yeah, I'm not supposed to get into this system, but I can get into this system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody going, yeah, okay, well, hacking, that's like a, that's like a one-day topic, right? That's, that's, a, that's a single speech topic back in those days. It was, uh, okay, he's going to give a speech on hacking, and you give a speech on you know, how to pass token ring better. And, and, and now we have this entire breakout and all these different levels into the space that, that are really more of a history study than anything else, uh, which makes it so neat. But we have, you know, there's, like you said, you know, there's, there's this kind of huge challenge in this and why it has to be so community-driven because there is, there is an epic amount of information that's out there from every walk of life, from every single vertical and from every generation and every century going back to the beginning of human time, you know, and, and how can you, how can you learn from each one of those things? I mean, you know, seeing cavemen happened every single day, right? Right. And, yeah. and, and there's multiple ways that you can show the evolution of that, but you know, the difference of, Puffing up your chest or not puffing up your chest, while it's a physical concept, it's it's a social concept. I mean, it's you know you're you're presenting yourself as bigger than not. 
And doing that, you're playing on the ability to read fear in other animals, and you know that you can take temperature in those things and that you can have indicators and readers on somebody else to understand if they're going to attack you or not, and you don't need anything. Right. You know, and that's been happening forever. Yeah, I mean, think about like, like even take that a step down further. Like even nowadays with with children, children are like perfect lie detectors. Yeah, uh, you oh, know, yeah. like I, 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 my kids, like they know exactly. Like if you could see them look at someone and they warm up to someone right away, and it's like, man, you know that person. There's something in their face they could see. But then another person, man, they just like it freaks them out. They can look at a person's face and determine if that person is, intends harm or not. Right. Yeah, I think I think I think that that's a that's a great example. You know, just we don't need technology to do that. People from even very young ages have been trained to do those kinds of things. Well, and and, and it's kind of a, a natural thing, right? I mean, like in general, it, look at a dog. How many times did a dog bark at some strange person all the way across the road for no reason, right. and not bark at anyone else? Right. Right. You know, there's and and what does that mean? And and if they can see that with our highly tuned piece of machinery, how come we're not seeing that that easily? Yeah. Right? And and that's, you know, it's there's a huge evolvement of uh, in, in connection that people need. And I think that things like this and cataloging these things and putting them in, you know, order in the way that you guys are talking about them help facilitate that evolvement. You know, it helps facilitate the, I want to get better at watching someone lie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, I agree with there's that. Tons of ways to do that. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, we're 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 actually doing a whole big section on micro expressions, um, and and actually talking with people like 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 David, Doctor uh, Matsumoto, and Doctor Ekman yeah. on getting some yep. information compiled that will be easy enough. You know, because there there is literally a encyclopedia volumes on the topic of micro expressions. Oh, but, yeah. but but being able to just look at some of these things, some of the some of the facial expressions, some of the micro expressions that come up, and being able to determine if if someone is being truthful with you, or at least what kind of emotion maybe comes out when you ask a question, can really steps leaps and bounds, and not just social engineering as a as a job, but in just relationships in general, really oh, yeah. enhancing enhancing people's ability to communicate with each other. Oh heck, yeah, no, actually, I got. Uh, I got I got to correct something. Um, Elwood just slapped me down. <laughs> Madoff, Madoff actually got like 150 years in prison. Oh, well, guess he didn't okay. get away I with said, it. I said he got off, but 150 <clears throat> years doesn't sound like he got off too well. Well, but he's already pretty old, right? So 150 years yeah. is like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. They, well, they keep the body in the prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They, they do the old Roman head spike for him. They're like, whatever, <laughs> this is staying up till it falls. Well, and let's let's be fair. He might have gotten screwed, but um, I imagine his sons and his family uh, know where the cash is because I know they mm-hmm. didn't capture all of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had four, what, $400 billion? Yeah, something ridiculous. I mean, it was ridiculous. I think it, it said on the site $400 billion or some The amount of money was just it was amazing. <laughs> And you know they're yeah. and they're saying oh compensate the families that were lost but they're having a hard time doing that but where the heck is all that money? Well, I don't and, care. Yeah, right. Yeah, how do you People hide that much? <laughs> how do you buy? What, what can you possibly buy that would be that much? <laughs> Europe. Yeah, Europe. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like like a major named country. 
<laughs> if you look at this though, and you look at how much money he, this man was able to steal, and how how effective he was at doing so, and for how long he got away with it, and and look at the type of punishment, the type of treatment he's received, the type of situation that his family still left in, mm-hmm. you you can see exactly why this is something that as a society we we need uh, better discipline protection against this sort of thing. If, if someone goes goes out to the Seven Eleven with a, with a handgun and knocks it over, they're going to get a lot harsher treatment. Uh, in in conducting that that activity, than what what these these conmen are able to pull for much higher return. But yeah, I'm sure this guy's sitting in club fed. It's not he's not like in a maximum security you know federal penitentiary with all these horrible people. Right. He's he's you know North Carolina. He's in a federal correction complex in Butner, North Carolina. So, so there's like you know probably a barbed wire fence keeping him from going away. Yeah, I mean they they called him a white a white collar defendant. That's right. What so yeah, I'm 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 sure that there's a transfer that'll happen, just like all the other rich guys, where they'll you know do the Castro and like buy their own jail and be like, just lock me up here. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, Sixty-five well, billion. I mean, that was his. That was his at, his fraud. Sixty-five billion dollars. Jesus. Look at look at where Henry Nicholas went. Mm. Right, it's like it, like he pays ten thousand dollars a week to be locked up <laughs> well, in, in the jail that he's at. Yeah, sixty-five billion. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, how do you? I mean, what, what you do you know, do with that much? That. Yeah, they said that when when he got arrested on March thirteenth, his personal worth was one hundred and twenty-six million. Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, and the sad, the sad part is he probably only got attention because he wasn't paying taxes properly or something. Yeah, probably like, something. That was probably the biggest problem the government had with it was he wasn't paying taxes on all of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Key, keynote, if, if you're going to do something shady, give the government their share. They'll leave you alone. Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> just pay him in advance. Yeah. Here's $20 million. Why? I love you. I love yeah. USA. <laughs> Just volunteer the president to fund the IRS, and you'll be good. <laughs> well, I mean, but you know, look at the other side, right? Like, all right, fine. He 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 pulled all that stuff off. He, he did all those things. But think of what someone like that, with those types of same skills and method of execution, which he very distinctly had. Mm-hmm. You know, put put them on offense and say, hey. Um, <laughs> You run the black ops operation that's going to steal from all these other countries that we are deciding to make war on and fix the deficit real quick. And he's like, "Yeah, I got that. That's cool. Give me <laughs> six months, you know." Yeah. <laughs> I, I got that, I mean, bitch. No problem. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Got it. Tiger team, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> right, but you know. I, I, Looking at some of these people and, and learning from them and then seeing how it can be applied to offense puts these huge spins. And, you know, and, and back to the end of the day, you know, a lot of these things, well, the reason that we do it, right, is, is because we want to connect our client to reality because most security in general is, is rooted in this, like, kind of bullshit fantasy world where people spend a whole lot of money and, Hackers, like, you know, sit behind their computer all night, bloody-eyed, and, like, they're only out to hack you because they're just evil people. And 
And, you know, we, we connect people to the reality of like, okay, guys, you know, like, great, you bought all this freaking firewall shit. Here's me walking on a server room with the server in my hands laughing as your secretary's like holding the door for me, yeah. you know? And, and you take a picture of that and you show it to somebody and you're like, all right, you spent $7 million on your security program. I spent 25 minutes stealing the server and unracking it and bringing it to my house. And it, and it cost me $2 like, for the Cisco shirt. Yeah. And, like, what's up, you know? Yeah, Nickerson, wasn't it the other day we were talking about um, like a half a million dollars on IDS, firewalls, all that, but $25 on the lock? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like... And it's $25, like, they, like, fuck, show me somebody who at least spent $25 on a lock. Try five. Yeah. Try two, right? They're like, dude, I got these bulk contractor locks, $20 for 50 you know, like, let's go through these in all the doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I, you know, it, it's kind of funny when you think about it, like the time investment versus making a, a custom buffer overflow versus an SE attack. You know, that's something we talk about here uh, a lot, too, yeah. the cost versus return. You know, I mean, the you can, you can pay someone a pen tester or something, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars an hour to come up with maybe a custom BO or, like you said, if 25 minutes, um, you know, a couple hours planning out the SE attack, you walk in, Next thing you know, you got pictures of the server sitting on the CEO's desk, and it's sitting in your living room. <laughs> you know, right? And, and what's, exactly. what's the difference? You know, they, but they'll throw half a million dollars at least at IDS, firewalls, other technology to protect the data, but they're not training the people how to protect the data. Well, and they're not even mm-hmm. protecting the data properly, right? They're still they're still looking at this whole like, well, we have a perimeter. The, we've we've right. spent all this money on the oh, you know God. protecting from the internet. Of course, you you and I have gotten into plenty of conversations mm-hmm. where we just fucking rant on this. It's, you know, good. You spent a million dollars on your on your firewalls and all that crap, and somebody walked in, got a job as an employee, plugged in their iPod with iPod, you know, with iSlurp on it, and sucked everything down, and then yeah. and then left the job and went to your competitor. Yeah, right. did the old dirty dirty horcon on them. <laughs> the old I suck. <laughs> yeah, nice. suck. You know, you know, it's like I think about Johnny Long's book, The No Tech Hacking. Yeah. And the yeah. pictures that he was just like walking down the road, and he saw a dumpster, and he didn't even go in it. He just walked up and took like a picture of a of a clear plastic bag. Yeah. And there's like people's like unshredded credit card statements and tech support bills, and you know like everything under the sun. Like you basically he owns, you can own the whole company in five minutes just by looking at a trash bag. Yeah. You know, but they, they probably have like a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar copier slash shredder upstairs. You know. At best, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe they maybe they actually have a shredder. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> right. They bought it at Staples for nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> or like you know the shred services that like they're like they only come once a week though. So so then you know if you hit it on the right day and you profile the company a little bit, you can get a ton of information the day before or the day of, just a couple hours before the shredder guy shows up. <laughs> well, related to that, I, I've seen locations where the the shredder, you know, they have the bins that people can pick it up, and it doesn't actually shred them. The the the, the company that comes picks them up, and shreds them, and the bins get full because they don't pick them up enough. So they put the documents to be shredded on top of the bins. Yeah, and they they, they just stack there waiting for someone to take right. care of it. Well, and let's be fair, the locks in those bins are about as secure as the ones that Iron Mountain uses on their tape. Tape backup pickup oh, boxes, right? Hey, look, it's a master lock number three, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. close, it's closer to your suitcase luggage lock case, you know, your, the lock on your luggage. Yeah, I can, I can rake that faster than a key, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's quicker and easier. 
Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of education that needs to be out there in the market. I really do. I think, and you know, I'm not saying that this one site or anything is going to change it. But I, what I what I really feel strongly about with this, with the socialengineer.org, is um, the community because it's people from all different kinds of businesses and walks of life coming together and saying, "Heck, we need to be more aware of social engineering as a whole." Right. You know, like tell we, them, I, I don't, tell ahead. them about the, the 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 interrogation thing. We're having an oh. interesting. Yeah, you know, we we. Chris and Nickerson and I were talking about this the other day. It's like we we're trying to do a podcast. We're we're developing a podcast. It's going to be released probably uh, while they're listening to this. Ours will probably be released too. And we're going to base it on a tactic. Like the whole podcast will be based, let's say, on a certain SE tactic that's written about in the framework. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't release yet everything we're going to do because there's a special surprise, and, and I don't want to ruin it in the case it doesn't all the way go through, but. Um, you know, I'm going to build up some anticipation. we got some seriously awesome stuff going to happen for that. But we're going to hopefully be able to use our first podcast. is going to be about interview and interrogation tactics. And then and go into actually talking about that tactic, maybe even showing a little bit how that tactic could work. You know, talking about different things that are written by people in the community, law enforcement, military, others who have done this for a living, and how it can work and be used both offensively and defensively in, in a security setting so i hope that's going to really to bring a lot to the community for that yeah it'd be interesting to see uh, to, for, for you guys to talk a little bit about um I mean, on the podcast um like the fbi interrogation techniques versus say the cia's and i know that's come up a lot lately, lately in the news because the whole waterboarding and torture and all that and I, you can't rely on anything that happens from a torture you, you start hurting somebody bad enough they'll tell you whatever the fuck you want whether exactly. it's, whether it's true or not and um, they were talking in particular about, um, God, what was it? One of, I, th- I want to say it was like one of the first guys they captured when they when they w- invaded Afghanistan. Um, the FBI was was given to, this guy was given over to the FBI to hold, and they you know he was pretty banged up, and so they were helping him and feeding him and taking care of him. And I'm sure the guy knew exactly what was fucking going on, but when he started getting better, they start you know showing him pictures of people that they you know some some they knew and some they didn't. And they got to this one guy, and the FBI had no idea who the guy was. They just knew that he was he was a bad guy. They they're flipping through the pictures, and, and the guy gets to that picture. He's like, "Oh, you know who? You know, I think it was like Murak was, or whatever the guy's nickname was." Um, and the FBI just kind of like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 him." They had no idea what the guy's fucking nickname was or what his real name was, and just because the you know the guy was relaxed from the way they took care Wave of him, up. yeah, he 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 didn't even think about it. Like, "Oh wow, you know who this guy is." Yeah, yeah actually, um, Elle was taking an interrogation class from uh, John A. Reed uh-huh. and company. I guess they're like one of the biggest interview slash interrogation trainers in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they they have this whole document written up on their site about the, like the nine steps of interrogation, and it talked about a lot of what you just said. You know, walking in there like this, you know, the movie stuff, like the good cop bad cop crap. Right. It doesn't it doesn't work. But getting people relaxed, giving them like a feeling that maybe you're excusing the bad that they did or the wrong that they did. There's so much power in that. It makes people relaxed and feel more comfortable to open up and give you information. Right. Yeah. I think it's going to be exciting. I think, I know Chris and I talked about this, but I haven't talked to you about it, Ryan, about maybe um, coming on the podcast sometime. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Yeah. And then um, the same, the same news story I was reading, they were talking about, and this was just this was just humorous to me. They were talking about some. I think it was a senator. It was a congressman at the federal level, and he was 
screaming and yelling about you know waterboarding is great, and I don't I don't see why it's so fun. He was basically saying it wasn't torture, and well, I guess I guess the average length of time someone can handle it is about is like fifteen to twenty seconds before they just fucking lose it, and the guy's like, "Fuck it, I can take it for a minute," and he made it six seconds. Oh wow! Like he actually volunteered to be waterboarded, and he Are lasted. You no, he was so Are you sure. A yeah, he was. A, it was a U.S. congressman. I'll have to look up his name. I don't remember if he was a senator or a rep, but it was. It was a guy who was screaming about how. DJ Chicago. Wow. Oh, was it a DJ in Chicago? Okay, PJ just informed me it was a DJ in Chicago. I thought it was. A, I, <laughs> I could have sworn there was a U.S. representative as well, though. So anybody, anybody to say like waterboarding's great, it's fun. Well, he was claiming it wasn't torture. I'm like, wow, dude, you're you're fucking simulating the body drowning. How do you, yeah. how is that not torture? I mean, um, mentally, uh, you, even if you know what's going to happen mentally, I don't know how your brain can could comprehend that and then put it aside. Right, and I but, think I, well, part of what this guy was saying was like, well, eventually, if you know what you're doing, you know, if you know what to expect, your body will just stop reacting in a yeah. way it doesn't. Like, what? You got 15 <laughs> seconds, man. That's what you got. Yeah. Well, see, I, I think this brings up a really strong point, though, about uh, expertise and, and respect of expertise and not just wanting to make things up because we have a personal belief in it but actually respecting those that that understand what it is they're talking about and and listening to them and, and taking taking facts as facts and opinion as opinion and that, that's one of the things we're on the site trying to be very careful of so that we don't make those same sort of boneheaded mistakes as as, as what like say this dj that you're speaking of mm. has done where we need to make sure that that we're we're respectful and but we're also factual. Right. So, are you guys going to cover anything along the lines of of how to help mitigate the the risk or threat of social engineering on the site? Yeah, actually, you know, we are we are um, not maybe not right up front, but we are. Our plan is to develop um, some form of of training that will help in educating people to mit to mitigate these attacks. And at first, you know, our first goal of course, is to, um, when we launch with all the information there in the framework, is to give them the education of what's available out there. And with everything that we're showing, we're not just saying um, what we really have avoided. It's saying things like, here's what I've done on a pen test. Right. We try to say, here's what's available, and then here's four or five URLs of how this has been implemented on these companies. And we right. feel that using that kind of a method in the framework will show people this is not just one guy saying, here's what I did last time I was pen testing, and it worked for me. But let me give you proof of all these companies that have been hacked or social engineered using these methods. And then it will become more realistic to them. And then they might see that and go, heck, how the heck do I safeguard against this? And that will be the next part of this section is to develop training for them to say, hey, here's what you need to do to really right. fight against these, these attacks. That, that will definitely be built in there. Cool. Yeah, I, I know that'll be probably That's one cool. of the hardest parts. Of, in all honesty, is is trying to come up with that type, like a type of training or that type of education. I think so. I agree. I think I think so. I think that will probably be the most work out of all of it, because it's too. It's well, also convincing people that they need that you know that they want it and they need it. You talk to people face to face, and I think you guys probably had the same experience. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we we have we have corporate policies in place. You know, right. that, that protect us against these things. <laughs> you know, it's the same company that five minutes after you called their tech guy and got every password under the sun. No, absolutely. Yeah, right. it's, it's great. You've got the policies, but you're obviously not, you know, educating people in, in the right way with them. Right. So a policy well, does nothing if you don't follow it up with good quality training for your people 
and almost in the sense of they don't need to become uh, you know, full-on social engineers are understanding, here's the methodology they're used. Here's the things that you need to be aware of. Here's how these attacks are launched. And you well, know that information. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, the, the site itself is a train. I yeah. mean, yeah. The, the connecting people to the information, you know, I, I can tell you from growing up in shitty parts of the world that, you know, you get into a couple fights and you learn defense. Yep. And... <laughs> And you really do. You, like, no one sits around and goes, hey, when three people are punching you at the same time, this is what you're supposed to do. I mean, like, unless you're paying to get that type of defensive training. But you get jumped a couple times, and you kind of learn how to deal with that situation. That's a funny analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can develop that into, like, uh, torture training. You come to our class, we'll waterboard you to teach you how to be waterboarded. Yeah. And then you'll know yeah. what to expect, so your body won't react the same way, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but then, then you respect it. You know what I mean? Then, then you know what? It's like anything else. You know, when uh, using the same fighting analogy, you get into a fight and you know what a fight feels like, and you get into yep. a couple of them, so you can taste winning and losing, and and you really have a different respect for fighting than the one person who got into a fight in high school and won. And then they're like, yeah, it's cool. We're gonna, I'm, you know, I'll hit this dude in the mouth right now. You know, well, right. if, if you're not used to losing and kind of knowing what losing feels like, you, you may have a very skewed view on, you know, what being on the defense is like. I agree. I agree 100%. That's a good analogy, too. It's a good, you know, and I, I think I, that was kind of the motivation for us to put – Actual real URLs, uh, like to real. We have some people doing really heavy duty research, like finding stories and accounts. Some of them that might not be really publicly known, but that are on the web somewhere. And then we're archiving all of them on our on our servers, so they don't get lost somewhere. It comes off the internet so, at some point in time, but that they're archived there, so people can go and see this. And it's not just heck my story of a fight I was in, but here's four, five, ten, fifteen stories of how this happened exactly. to different companies. Yeah, yep. and like you said, that, that, is, that is a massive part of the training. Look, here's what happened. Here's how it happened. Here's, how these, here's the schemes these people used. You read that. I was actually reading some of these, some of the research that I sent in, and I'm like, crap, man. I can, you know, I can, see, I can see how companies fall for this. You know, I can yeah. see myself even here and getting a phone call like this, and, you, and you, you fall for things. You know, you get your call from your local police department. Hey, we're doing a drive. Everyone's donating. You know, can you donate a little money? And I support my local police, but next thing you know, they're asking for credit cards over the phone. And how many right. people fall for that? You yeah, know, absolutely. Friendly, friendly. So it's just little things like that, uh, educating companies, homeowners, uh, all sorts of people on these type of things is going to be training in itself, I think. Yeah, and I think you also bring up a good point that that is of huge interest in the way that you guys are doing things is that you have a lot of people that do and not as many people that just talk. And, and there's a, there's a very distinct difference to the level of respect and implementation that those people have once they do. And, and they, and they get out of kind of the theory game of like, yeah, we can find this and this and this, but, but the people who do it have, have a kind of real world and tactical view on it that, that you can't get, oftentimes by just reading the people who talk about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. You know, I that, that, you know, you connect people to that, and they get to learn really quickly. I mean, you know, 
a lot of the stuff that you guys are, are, are putting on this and that are teaching are, you know, reference material books that are biblical in size. And, yeah, and, and, and you're, con- you're con- yeah, you're condensing it down to like, here's a blog post, you know, and, and yep. you're you're really digesting the pertinent pieces of that from from a, a truly tactical perspective of of this is you know this is how it really goes down and putting it into plain English so that someone can get interested in that topic if they want to go read you know the the Bible on microexpression training or they want to go and look at you know an Ekman coding course like Mike and I are taking an Ekman coding course together um, you know the you can you can get into that but it's, it's it's this awesome kind of gateway to that knowledge yeah I agree that 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 is uh, that's a really nice way of putting it, what you just said, because that's exactly what we're doing. Like, we have people that are going out and reading these massive volumes, maybe doing little book reviews, but they're taking that knowledge, boiling it down to the stuff that we find very, very interesting and useful, but then referencing that book. So, heck, you like what you just read? Go buy this book on Amazon and, and enjoy reading these all 600 pages of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my, my my favorite hated one of those is like when I read the the touching book that I reference a lot, Ryan. Yeah, like that's the most fucking boring, shitty book in the world to read. But there's some really great information in it. Right. God, like I wanted to tear my fucking eyes out when I read it because it was like I'm done with you talking in circles and shit. I can't handle it anymore. And and then like right as I was to that point, I would like put the book down. And, like it took me like a month or something to read that book, and I was trying to read it every day because I would read like ten pages and I'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm out. I'm gonna go do something else." And but you know, and then then every once in a while it would make it worth it because I, over those ten page segments, my brain would be beat up, and then later on that day, someone would come out in my language that I kind of realized that I had absorbed it somehow, whether it was osmotically or what. But yeah. it, it was like, you know, I, I, would, I would absorb that and be like, aha, this is what that 400-page diatribe was about. You know, in my, like, one touch that I got from someone, I'm like, woo, I got that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. The, I agree. The only creepy part when Chris reads a book like that is when he decides to practice it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Like, Facial Ryan, touching. Ryan, I'm reading this book on touching. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's wrong, honey? Does your back hurt? Come here. <laughs> Not the mental picture we need. On that note, <laughs> thanks, thanks for inviting us to the podcast, guys. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Thanks absolutely, for coming on. Dude. That's no, much really, appreciated. Absolutely. We really do appreciate it. I mean, you, this was great. This was great, really, to be able to talk about this and and. Chris, your support so far and the writing you're doing, phenomenal. And Ryan, Thanks, I really look forward to getting you involved in it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it. So, um, yeah, you know those. It took it took our. We have a gatekeeper. We have a guy, uh, Raw Jaws, his nickname, a gatekeeper of the site, and we gave him your file with all of the graphics in it. And we said, okay, figure out how to get this on the on the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Like I hate you. <laughs> Embedded images in Word hate your guts, you know. Yeah. So, um, so, but we we got it and it's up there. I'll send you the link to review. It looks really sharp on the page. Awesome. Very yeah, cool. Right on. Gonna- well, I'm 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 excited to help out more and and give you guys some time around it because it's an extremely worthwhile cause. And anyone who listens to this, please go to the site. Sign up, help out, 
you know, every single one of you who listen have something in your life that you know about this topic. So if uh, the, the only thing I can tell you that is an absolute in this world is that if you give it, you will get it. So give something. I agree, man. You know, just to shameless plug it, it's, um, you know, www.social-engineer.org on Freenode, irc.freenode.net. We're on channel social-engineer. We are, you can get, you can get me on Twitter at uh, humanhacker. So it's twitter.com slash humanhacker. Or you can just email logan at social-engineer.org. So if or you, you can contrib- do your homework and call them on his cell phone and be like, ha what's up, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> now, don't be giving that out, Nickerson. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm you just, get me on I'm my cell phone. That, you know, if, if people got the skill and they want to practice, maybe they can do a, a nice write-up on how they found that particular information. I mean, no, you're I, part of the community now. you got to, you, you know, you're just going to have to I, take that. But you, you're, like, making a personal <laughs> challenge out there. I appreciate it. Yeah, the, an, the anti-sec guys are going to come after you now. Yeah, I appreciate Ooh. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pretty right. soon we're going to have a new, a new password generator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool, guys. Well, thanks for your time, right, man. Guys. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, and um, we'll be cool. talking to you all soon. Yeah, cool. Talk to you then. Right on. Take thank care. You. Bye. Oh. See you. Later. How you doing, Mr. Chris? <laughs> it's nice out. Yeah. Yeah, you like in you like in the the Great Lake. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I wish I had my boat. So you know, the the whole time I'm sitting there listening to the you know we're talking to these guys, I'm like, you know, it's it's funny because I actually found, um, and I think you and I were talking about this. I don't know if we talked about it on a podcast or not yet. Um, you and I both have been watching the shit out of Leverage, and yeah. it's kind of yeah, it's it's kind of goofy, but overall, the shit they're doing would actually work. They're just not expanding on it. Um. Right. I actually like found that, the, uh, what was that shitty show on fucking court? I don't know, uh, but, uh, Tiger Team or something. I, I think it was a piece of rape shit. Rape Team or something? Or rape Team? Wow, I missed that gay one. Gay Team. Gay Team. Well, gay we had Luke. Team, so. Something. <laughs> that male stripper team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny because I really want to track down an email address for that guy and be like, "Hey, um." You're welcome for having a shitty TV show that opened up the possibility of your show getting picked up by TNT. Because <laughs> I'm actually watching, I'm, I'm watching it, I'm like, we did that on our show. And we did that on our show. And we did that on our, like, it's funny to watch, like, you know, they did one where it was like RFID copying. And of course they did it in a much yeah. different way. They made it more flashier. But I'm like, yeah, we we did that. Except it was real. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and, and dude, I think that, that that's like so perfect to the site that those dudes are building. Oh no, absolutely. It's like it's like you take one of us and one of the actors in that show mm-hmm. and say, break into this building, they're gonna like, All right, well I need my freaking beep, 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 computer cell phone that just unlocks <laughs> the door and I'm all, Yeah, word, I got that. You do it on yours because I'm not helping you or it's a race. Back to, back to our boys. From back to my great friends from It Takes a Thief. Uh oh. You know, <laughs> I, I, God, I already I, know where this I is just, going. I just want, I want, I want a shot. I want me and you versus anyone that they pick that has been on that show with them and a target anywhere in the world to go at it because 
it's more of the like they're talking and we do and there's a million other other of us i i don't even care if they want to step out and say we can't do it let us pick people that we know do and put them up against them yeah but you know what i have to give them i have to give them props on one thing that their show lasted what, a lot longer in the window in every episode <laughs> their show lasted a lot longer than ours did <laughs> I know. Well, that's because we had freaking old. Nah, I'm not even yeah. calling the name because I can't say one that's even remotely admissible for how much of a piece of fucking garbage that cocksucker is. Don't don't hold back. Let it go. Just don't forget you're on a beach with kids, right? Oh, uh, what? <laughs> All right, man. Well. Mm- no. No. I'm going back to the family picnic, dude. Alright. Have fun with that. Alright. Well <laughs> Hey guys, thank you for having me on the show. Hey, I, it was my pleasure. Um <laughs> you know, PJ and I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day to to come on from the lake, um and take a step away from meeting meeting the extended family. <laughs> how's, uh, how's that yeah. going by the way? Boy. Dude, I I showed up at at uh, I showed up at one in the morning. Yeah. After driving out to the middle of nowhere, to my you know loaded girlfriend who doesn't have the concept of what directions are. <laughs> Good thing your phone is telling me on it, right? How to get there, and then because I'm in buttfuck nowhere, mm-hmm. um, my cell phone wasn't working well, so it would just kind of come in and out. Right. So she's like. Dude, I, I, get the, I finally get on the phone. I'm like, all right, where the hell are you? Is it a north or south campground? She's like, did you get on 25? <laughs> yes, I'm at the campground. You're not in it. I don't see you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, honey, are you at the north or south? I don't know. Well, ask someone. And then, of course, she's asking everyone who's been drinking all day. Right, and none of them fucking know. I don't know. And I'm like, all right. You need to give me an indicator so that I can try and find this place. <laughs> well, we're the ones with all the tents. I'm like, Jess. <laughs> it's a campground. You know what? You're at a fucking campground. <laughs> Guess who else has tents? Everyone. <laughs> and she's like, um, hold on. There's, oh, we got RV. I'm like, buddy, <laughs> this conversation is just full of fail. Like, we need to changes around how about this and so i'm like all right pop a flare pop a flare (laughs) what i'm just gonna start giving her flares when you have to go meet her somewhere Uh, that's what she needs no i'm serious i'm gonna give her a fucking flare gun and every time like she goes out of town you're gonna meet her i'm gonna be like honey you have to check your bag you have to check your bag but here you go (laughs) yeah i mean because that's totally what she needs like because you know and so i'm like all right what lot number are you in and, you know, we finally get this stuff kind of figured out. So I'm sitting outside of the lot number. Mind you, her entire family is there. And mm. she's not there, so I can't even identify that this oh. is a freaking campsite. So then I get a call from her, and she's like, I'm on 25. Where are you? Oh, Jesus. I'm like, I think I'm at your campsite. You're not here. Where are you? I'm like, all right. I'm the car driving really fast. That will show behind you. You're not. Oh, is it you? <laughs> yeah, honey, that's me coming down. Okay. She's like, hi. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hi. What's up? Yeah. It's Meanwhile, gotta... they were like right across from the little 
like package store that's inside of the park. Uh huh. Very nice. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you. An entrance. What's that? I'm glad you made it in one piece. Ah, so now now I just gotta eat and have some drinks. Well, cool, man. I will talk to you later. Bye, guys. Yep. See you later. Bye. Later. And I think that'll pretty much take care of exotic liability number what what the fuck. Brought to you by the word.